Hello and welcome to The Flying Frisbee with me, Dominic Frisbee. And today I'm doing something that I haven't done in a very long time, and that is a company interview. The company in question is Sierra Madre Gold and Silver. It trades uh, on the Venture Exchange in Canada under the ticker symbol SM, that is Sierra Madre. And it is a silver mining company, market cap about 60 million Canadian dollars, a silver mining company in Mexico. It's putting a silver mine in Mexico back into production. And there are two things I have to say before this interview begins. Firstly, I am being paid a fee to do this interview. And secondly, and this is the reason, the real reason I'm doing this interview, it represents my, I'm invested in this company and it represents my single largest investment in silver, whether it's a silver mining company or silver, the metal itself. So I'm biased. I like this company a lot, but its CEO is Alex Langer and he's sitting with me now. Hello, Alex. How are you doing? I'm really well, Dominic. Good stuff. Yeah. And why don't we start, just give us a quick overview. What what does the company do? Tell us about this mine you're putting back into production. Yeah, absolutely. So Sierra Madre Gold and Silver is focused on the restart of the Lagatara Silver Mine. Uh, The Lagatara Silver Mine is a fully primitive 500 ton per day facility located about 100 kilometers from Mexico City. It was shut down in 2018, put on care and maintenance and has been running, kind of ticking along over the last few years. Uh, so we purchased the mine from First Majestic for 35 million US dollars. That was all in shares. And we are yeah, actively pushing it forward uh, towards production as soon as possible. Now, this mine, First Majestic, by the way, if you don't know First Majestic, it's one of the biggest silver companies in the world. And uh, it's run by Keith Newmeyer. And um, your chief geologist knew this mine before First Majestic purchased it is that right yeah it's a quite an interesting story so my chief geologist also the chief operating officer greg liller uh, as well as alejandro caraveo they're all part of the management team that actually put modernized the facility back in 2003 uh, they then ran it up until about 2007 it merged with another company called silvermax and uh, which was acquired by first majestic for 174 million dollars so we're very, uh, we have a lot of intimate knowledge of the mine and very happy to get it back. And why did First Majestic close the mine down? Yeah, it was it was marginal, honestly, at the time uh, when they shut it down in 2018. It was making money, but not very much. Uh, they also had other mines that were running, in particular Sandy Mass. Now, Sandy Mass is an incredible facility. It's producing about 1.2 million ounces of silver a month, whereas Lagatara is producing that annually. So being such a large mining company, they're really running on their silver output on an annual basis, where Lagatara was just a, a small amount of that compared to Sandy Mass or to Jarrett Canyon. So it kind of fell a little bit by the wayside. They still love the mine. They always did. Um, they literally had it ready to turn on the next day. Um, one thing that was quite interesting is they wouldn't sell it to us. They wanted to be part of it moving forward again. So of that 35 million US, they took shares. So they become our largest shareholder. They owned 47.7% of Sierra Madre, and they'd be nothing but helpful and wanting to restart the mine. So in other words, they've kept their investment, but they just want somebody else to run it. Exactly. And they really felt comfortable with the management team. Obviously, had put it together in the first place. Uh, they didn't mind me as well. Um, I don't believe they really would have sold it to anybody else. It was a perfect circumstance. And what was the price of silver when the mine shut down? Price of silver would have been right around $13, $14 an ounce. Okay, and now silver's $22, $23. Exactly, hour. yeah. So even last year when we kind of closed on the agreement, uh, silver's on $18. 
And we were thrilled then. So at 23, we are absolutely delighted. And it, you said it was at the margin. Yes. Uh, in other words, so it was it was costing $13, $14 an ounce. Exactly. Is, will that be your cost of production now? Similarly, for sure. What's great about this mine is it's really de-risk. So we know our production costs. We know the cost of lime. We know the cost for water treatment. We know the cost for water. It's right on the grid. Uh, we know our employee costs just because we have this amazing information that First Majestic has held and the information we have from before uh, during the Genco days as well. Uh, we have agreements in place with the local unions so we can figure out our costs to a really, really fine detail point. Okay. Now, what are those costs and how much money have you got? Yeah, it's all going to come out during a mine study plan. Uh, so step one for us is to update the NI43 101 resource report. Uh, historically, uh, it was- That an, basically uh, means how many ounces yes, of silver you have. Exactly. So if we combine everything together um, through First Majestic's work and their AIF, which was done in 2021, that number was right around 17 million ounces of silver. One seven. One seven. So our plan is to really increase that. Uh, we're working through that as we speak. So before the end of the year, I expect that number to be much larger. And then from there, we will work on something called the mine restart plan. And that's where our costs and everything will come forward. Uh, so the mine restart plan is going to be similar, at least for ourselves internally, similar to a, a PEA, so an economic assessment. So we're going to know exactly our costs, uh, but more importantly, the mine plan in detail. We're, we're going to be mining from, we never want to fall behind on production. So it really lays out the perfect scenario plan to restart production and then production following. Um, rough estimates, I think our costs will be somewhat similar to what it was previously. Okay, so roughly to put the mine in back into production will cost you how much? Three to five million is kind of what we're earmarked. Um, US. US. Um, that'll come out obviously during the feasibility or the mine research plan, but that's the ballpark figure that we have uh, right now. Okay, and then are there other costs on top of that? No, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, we have about seven million Canadian. Again, the mine is- How much amazing. is seven million Canadian in US? About five million. Okay. Yeah, so the mine itself is in amazing shape. Like they're running the ball mills, they're running the facility, I'm going to say, at least once every two months. Uh, the underground is in just in spectacular shape. So our costs are way lower uh, because of development and the infrastructure already in place. So you, you're saying you've got enough money to put it back into production? No, we're going to need a bit more. We are going to need a bit more. So that three to five million is, right now is being used to upgrade the facility, upgrade the machinery, but we're going to have a small shortfall of three to five, uh, which I hope to bring in before the end of the year. Three, five Canadian. US. Sorry. Okay. Okay. So, and how will you raise that money? We have optionality there. So we could look at a prepayment in terms of an optake. Mm -hmm. So this mine doesn't have an optake tied to it at all. And there's a lot of groups out there that would be very interested. It's a gold silver con, uh, which is very easy to process. There's no nasty elements that you have to remove. Uh, so the costs for any of the optakers are quite, quite low. There's multiple smelters very close by. Uh, Mexico is the largest producer of silver in the world. Uh, so we're kind of slap, smack dab in the middle of it. That would be one way. Uh, there's also a royalty option. Uh, we could sell a royalty, which would be very, very attractive to a number of groups. Uh, there's debt available to us as well. Uh, again, it's a small amount of money. It's not huge. And of course, the other one would be equity. Um, you know, I'm you know, outside of First Majestic, uh, the largest shareholder. Uh, so obviously dilution is, you know, an important part of mining, but you want to keep that to a minimum. So the management team, that's myself and Greg and the founders own over 20% of the company still uh, during this last financing, uh, which we did in May for 10 million, we did over a million dollars. 
So we're really in line with the shareholders. So you guys have got 20%. Yes. First Majestic have got another 47. Yes. So that takes us to 70% of the yeah. A. The other 30%? Um, it's uh, about just over 10%, I would say, institutional. Um, yeah. This last round of the 10 million, eight came from institutional money, which is great. Um, that was Canada, US, and Europe. Uh, previously, we had some Australian institutions involved. And then the rest were high net worth retail uh, individuals. Okay. Now, you're not the most sort of talked about silver mining company out there. There are other silver mining companies that have got a bit of, bit of a buzz about them. Who are your, just, let's just talk about that, your retail following. And, and, and then I'm going to ask you, who are your peers? Which, sure. which, which mining companies are at a similar point getting close into production? So I guess our, our shareholders are, um, you know, a lot of people that believe in the management team. Uh, we've had a number of successes before. Uh, Greg, he's actually had seven projects become mines, which is seven, seven including Lagatara. So you often see people have one or two successes, uh, which is great. And it could be a little bit of luck, but to do it seven times, I truly think there's something there. Uh, I myself, um, most recently, I was a part of a company called Millennial Lithium. From the very beginning, uh, we had a Brian Lithium Brian project in Argentina. And we sold that to Lithium Americas for just under half a billion dollars, uh, just over a year ago. Okay. So your, your background's in finance. It right? is, yeah. So I started at Canaccord. I was there 2003 to 2009, and then since then, kind of forming companies, uh, finding projects, uh, putting together management teams. This is really the first time that I've taken on the chief CEO role of a company. Uh, okay. Personally, myself. Okay. We were going to talk about uh, who your competitors are. Sure. And go on, tell us about your, and, and how we're going to get a retail buzz around you. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been really fortunate at Canaccord. I was part of the IPO process for both Endeavor Silver and Fortuna Silver. Mm -hmm. So we actually did those at 10 cents each per share. They ran up to 12 US. So during that time, I got really comfortable with silver and really comfortable with production. And so when I started Sierra Madre, this is what I wanted to replicate, almost a, a mini first Majestic. So those companies started with about 2 million ounces a year production, which is going to be similar to where we'd like to start with Lagatara and then grow from there. So it's really tough to pick our peers at this point. Um, we also have a full district. So we have 40,000 hectares of land, which is absolutely massive. Um, you'll see a lot of companies have one mine or two mines or three mines. We literally have five former mines all at site. Uh, we'll be mining from three of those mines with a centralized facility, hoping to bring the other ones on. So when trying to pick a peer, it's pretty difficult. Um, I, as an investor, I like to see things de-risked. So that's one of the reasons I want to push towards production. Push towards production and then use that capital to explore the other area. Right now, we have over 53 kilometers of vein material or softworks at surface. And if you look at that, that's some of the largest exploration potential there is in Mexico, let alone the world. Now, you mentioned 2 million ounces of production a year as your target. Eventually, yeah. At Okay, and in the first year, so first year. So when this mine was producing at 500 tons per day, it was producing about 1.2 to 1.5 million ounces. Mm -hmm. So we're going to come in a little bit less than that to start. So we want to start at about 350 tons per day. Again, it's mining. It's not as easy as it sounds. So we want to make sure everything is running, and then we want to double it. Okay. So once we double it to 800, after the flotation cells and the facility can run at about eight to 850 tons per day. Now you're close to that 2 million ounce. Okay. Year. And then we want to double it again. Okay, so in the first year, say a million, and in the second year, two, and then a couple of years later, four, three to four. Okay. Um, once you hit that two million ounce number per year, it's really quite interesting. You get a re-rating in the market for whatever reason. Um, you yeah. kind of thought of as a small producer, now you're moving into more of a dominant silver producer, and you get a re-rating within the market, so your valuation goes up, which is 
obviously what we all want. It's all about wealth creation. So let's say at a million ounces, and if the silver price is $24 and your cost of production is $14, yep. you're making $10 million a year. Correct. And your current market cap is? 60 million. Kids. 60 million. So if you build the mine successfully, and I've never known a single mine, maybe one mine in all my time following mining to actually work straight away. Sure. But if you do that, there, there's some compelling numbers there. Absolutely. So you, you see cash flow from month one, which is amazing. So any of the numbers we run, just since everything is built, like if you wanted to replicate a 500 ton per day facility, probably cost you 50 million US minimum. Uh, just the underground itself is over 50 kilometers of underground where the material you need to access to start mining it. That would probably cost you close to 70 million, let alone the buildings and infrastructure, at least another 30 million. Uh, equipment is another 13 million and not to mention the, the drill holes. So we have all this advantage and we've seen it work. We understand what needs to be done. So a lot of those kinks that other mines will have to work out, we have that kind of taken care of. So again, it's all about de-risking. Okay. Now I can see the upside. Yeah. Um, you know, firstly, you get a successful mine producing, then you've got the expiration and you look to build one of those mid-tier producers. Right. What's the downside? Um, downside, the one thing I, I can never control is the price of silver. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that, uh, you know, I learned early in my career, you know, fighting the price of metal, it just doesn't work. So what I can do as a CEO and as a large shareholder is make sure that our, we're low, on the lower end of the cost curve. So say silver does drop back down to $18, if that we have profit, that we can continue to uh, move forward and explore and make the mine bigger, um, increase production, which would also increase profit. So the one thing I can't control is silver price. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm a known cynic about silver. I'm, I call it the metal that always disappoints because it's got so much potential sure. yet it's silver. But I will say this, like if you look at the, the COVID panic of 2020, that was the sort of the, the, the bottom point for sure. pretty much every metal. Yeah. And I think silver went to $13 that day. Yes. Maybe, maybe 12, but it was in that 12, 13, yep. 14. So that is the kind of the lowest it's going to go in a market panic. Sure. 12. And you're still at break even, we are. give or take. Now, I remember in that mining bear market, 2012 to 2015, you know, there are a lot of companies who just could not produce, you know, they were producing metal as a lot at a loss. Even in a time of extremity, it sounds like you break even. So that's quite a healthy position to be in it is yeah and that's one of the reasons why we do love the mine we, we got a lot of value there and again as shareholders you have to be pragmatic right in mm. mining um you never know what's going to happen with the price of metal so we want to make sure that we're always delivering and increasing shareholder value that's number one and uh, there's always the outside chance that the gold to silver ratio returns to its uh, natural no, no, position the trail yeah. to <laughs> <laughs> and then we will all make out like bandits um alex you're 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 such a good talker you talk about so articulate about your company and 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 i'm i'm delighted to be invested in it is there anything i've forgotten to say no not really um you know we're, we're thrilled we are truly delighted to be able to get this mine we think it's an opportunity that really doesn't come along uh, you know all the time uh, we have the right people in place to execute i think the right capital will be available to us to push forward um, mexico as a mining jurisdiction for us has been wonderful um, i think being fully permitted is a really big feature you know permitting around the world has become quite a bit more difficult yeah it gets no value in the market yes but it's like so much effort absolutely so um we have that we have everything in place and 
we're just excited to execute and improve to the market and everybody what we're going to do. Okay. Why don't you give out your website? Sure. Our website, it's pretty straightforward. Sierra Madre Gold and Silver.com. It's all one word. Sierra Madre Gold and Silver. And, and is spelled out. Okay. Well, I'll put a link in the description and uh, I'll also explain if you're interested how you can buy the stock. Um, as I say, it's my biggest, single biggest silver position. I think it's an undervalued company. Um, I am also being paid to do this interview. So I stress that again. And I'll also say this, one of the things I personally get frustrated about in mining is the weight. You know, there's just so much weighting in mining. Whereas in this company, you know, you might only have to wait a year or two, which for mining is quick. So that's another positive to draw on. But in any case, thank you very much for watching. And I'll be back with another podcast very soon. Until then, please subscribe to the channel. Please like the channel. And um, I'll see you very soon. Goodbye.